Father, we want to thank you so much for this incredible day that we've had, Lord, out in the community, serving you, Father, and um, worshipping you, Lord. And we come here tonight, Lord, and we gather to worship you further, Father, and um, we thank you that we can gather here, Lord, and we we lay everything down at your feet tonight, Father, and we submit to you, Lord, and we ask for your refreshment um, this evening, Father. We ask that you speak into our hearts, Lord, and we commit this service to, to you, Lord, and we say, have your way, have your way in us, Lord, have your way through us, and uh, may you be glorified here tonight, Lord, it's all about you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Welcome to church. How are we all? You may be seated. So who is on the muckin this morning? Yeah. For those of you that um, are maybe here for the first time or couldn't make it this morning, we as a church, we had a community muckin this morning. It was a fantastic morning where we as a church went out in mass into our community. So we'll, we'll hear a little bit more about that shortly. Um, but if you are here for the first time, a special welcome to you this morning. Uh, it was this morning? I just said this morning. Okay, what time is it? I believe it's after six o'clock. It's night time. This evening, a special welcome to you. So if you are here for the first time, we'd love you to pick up a welcome pack, which does have chalky in it for you. And you can bring it back uh, in the morning. If you bring it back for a morning, uh, one of our morning gatherings, so you can uh, enjoy a barista coffee with your coffee card. Uh, so please grab a pack. They are at the back there. There's a table there with some white gift bags for you. So please pick up one of those. Um, and we'd love to get to know you if you fill out the card inside and put it into the red letter box. It'll help us to get to know you a little bit more. I reckon we should celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries. So, Peter, would you want to get the chocolates out? And has anyone had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this past week? There's a crunchy down there, Peter. Who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this past week? Oh, yes, Josiah. Happy birthday. chocolates if you don't come and grab them. <laughs> okay, church, let's stand. We're going to pray. Okay, yes, let's stand enthusiastically and pray for this amazing young. Are you still young? Yeah. <laughs> Father, thank you for your family, for Josiah. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over him this year. Activate your love and goodness through him. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, come ahead. That's fantastic. So part of um, what we did this morning, the community muckin, is part of our Church in Action month or our CIA month. 
uh, which I think we probably need to be a little bit careful about because we are a church in action all throughout the year, aren't we? But we're focusing in uh, on in October. And a few of the other things that we've got happening as well uh, this month is a great big restock of our food bank. So if you do, uh, if you're visiting the supermarket, it will be fantastic if you grab a few extra items, non-perishables, and bring them along. If you brought some tonight, there is the food box. I think it's just around the corner in the hallway. Pop it into the food box, and we're going to uh, make a record uh, stock up of our cupboards for the food bank. That's great, eh? Plus, we've got the light party coming up. The light party is happening on Saturday, is it Saturday? Yes, 31st of October, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock. That's for all primary age kids and intermediate kids. It is a highlight of many of those kids' years. It is incredible, an amazing night. So, But we do need people to help with that. So um, if you'd like to come along, you might like to serve in the in the parents' cafe or at, at, in here where it'll just look like a massive big carnival, uh, then, then please, uh, if you can contact the office, then that would be fantastic. Email the office, phone the office, and say, I want to help, what sort of things can I do? That would be awesome. We need everyone to, to uh, be a part of that. It's going to be great. Okay. So from this morning, I reckon it'd be great to hear a few things about, a few highlights about people's mornings this morning. We all went out into different areas, various alleyways, uh, to Insole School, to Enderley Park. So who wants to come and tell me a little bit about your morning? Come on up now. We've got some highlights from the morning. Come on, Mola, let's give Mola a hand. Yeah, so uh, I was on Team Caleb. Um, yeah, yeah, Team, team Perthy, Team C Dog, um, with Wendy. Wendy worked really hard. I took a lot of pictures. Um, but what I noticed is having Caleb as, as a leader, you got to see sort of his heart for it. And he was incredible. But when we were out there, it was more of a 100% thing. And the more hard work we did, the happier he looked because he he really went out there because he had a mission on his heart. And when I saw Caleb give 100% to that, it shows what we as a church were doing today. We went out into the community and gave them 100%. And it wasn't a small thing we did. It was a, in our minds, we were like, oh, it's only a little area, but this little area can go further than where we think it will go. And it was um, a funny thing that I was chuckling about in the car with Gabby saying, you know, we thought we had finished and stuff, but, and, uh, you know, I spoke to Ellen, and I was like, no, we'll, we'll come mow the uh, grass out on tomorrow. And Caleb was like, no. He walked home, got his mower, mowed the grass, because he, in his mind, he had to get it 100%. And that's, that's the mentality we had. Every one of us gave 100% today. So we blessed the community 100%. Fantastic. Is anyone else here? Come on, Vona. Let's give Vona a hand. today and it was awesome we were at Halberg doing an alleyway there doing some painting work and picking up rubbish and stuff 
and um, some people were um, trying to get more paint on their faces, Nicole, <coughs> um, than on the fence, and we painted some grass and stuff, but it was awesome. You know, we had some kids of the neighborhood come and investigate and sort of trying to find out what we were doing, and we saw some others looking through windows and stuff. We had a scary dog next door. Thankfully, it had a chain on it, So, um, but I was always keeping an eye on it. But, you know, like... Um, Miller said it's something small that we can do in the community and um, but with the people knowing that we were out there doing it is spreading God's love and um, you know the care into the community and hopefully that can be a testimony and that will make them think of us one day where they have a need and know that God is there for them. Fantastic. Anyone else want to share? I'll share. I'm, I met, I don't know if um, Ruth is here tonight, but I met a beautiful young lady, Ruth. Uh, she lives beside one of the walkways that, um, that some people were, were mucking in on, painting and also repairing one of the, the, part of the part of the fence that was in the walkway. And she comes out and she's like, oh, wow, thank you so much. You know, she lives next door there. There'd been a car accident a few months back and the fence has been broken since, part of this fence of the walkway. And she's just like, wow, thank you for putting a nail in it and putting some paint on it. And so she came down and she enjoyed the, the um, sausage sizzle with us. And she's really keen on knowing, because uh, she's got a, a son as well. So she was really keen on finding all about the light party as well, but she was just like, wow, thank you. She said, no, you know, nobody does this sort of thing anymore. Thank you so much. So thank you, Activate Church. It's fantastic. Very cool. A great day out together. Well, we're going to continue worshipping God tonight. So are you ready to do that? Yeah. Let's give him our all tonight. Let's stand up. And we have this incredible team, gifted by this amazing team. So give it, give it up for them. Give it up for God. Let's give Him our praise and our worship.
solid gold like a vow that is tested like a covenant of old your love is enduring through the winter and beyond the horizon mercy for today faithful you have been faithful you will be yourself to me and it's why I sing your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on
ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my who you are. Thank you, God, for sending your son for us, God. Thank you, God, that we can truly declare those words, that we can be free of any guilt and shame. Thank you that we can be presented before you as righteous. We thank you, God. We give you praise tonight, God. You are amazing, incredible. We thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for your presence with us right now. Thank you, Lord. We're going to continue in this atmosphere. So maybe just before you have a seat, we're going to invite Monique to come up and She's going to lead us around communion. So how about you give Monique a hand and then we're going to enjoy communion together. Thank you, Monique. Okay, you may be seated. Evening, everyone. All right, so um, when I was preparing this message... God reminded me of something that's been on my mind lately, that I want to bring things back to basics. See, sometimes we can get so caught up in the theory and controversy, and we can get so sidetracked by little details that we forget the big, massive picture that is why. Why we do what we do, why we believe what we believe. The same goes for communion so easy for it to just become an event for us, so easy for it to just become habit, to lose the meanings behind the actions. Communion is going back to basics. So the reason why we take communion is in remembrance of what Jesus did for us, that he died and he is now alive and working in us. The basics are that God is perfect. And we ourselves have to be perfect from the moment of death to go to heaven in our own terms. In other words, we have a little problem. Another little problem 
is the verse in Matthew 22. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The truth is we have never in our lives loved God in this way. And we cannot, not even for one second. No human ever has, but Jesus has. Jesus does. And there is not one moment in which God did, Jesus did not love God in this way. There was not one moment in which he did not love God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Therefore, he was the perfect sacrifice. The basics are that he died for us. In our world today, surrounded by media and magazines, you feel like you have to be this perfect image all the time. The truth is, we're not. But because of Christ, God looks at us as if we are. The basics are that Jesus died and rose again to give us life. Matthew 26, 26 to 27. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of this all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So as you take the emblems, reflect on the fact that Jesus, because of Jesus, God sees you as perfect and blameless. And because of Him, we are here tonight. So Lord, we are here tonight to thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you of that big, massive act of love that you did on the cross for us that day. Thank you that you stooped down to save us. What is man? God, we thank you for this. And we pray that you will help us to never forget all your wonder and your glory is for everything that you have done for us, Lord. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Monique. Fantastic. Really, really good. I was just um, sort of half singing, half praying during the worship, and I was saying, Lord, if, you're, if I was to say something prophetic on your behalf, what would you want me to say tonight? And um, this really random phrase and picture came into my head, and I'll put it out there because it, it does, I guess, tie in with where I'm going with the message tonight, but maybe it's just for somebody. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Sheridan, what does a stunned mullet do? Do you know what a stunned mullet is? Mullet's a fish. Do you know what, uh, you know what a mullet is, eh? 
It is a haircut too, but then I'm trying to relate to it myself and that wouldn't work. What's a stun mullet do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a bit like a, a possum sitting in the headlights of a car, isn't it? Staring at you or, you know, if you're out and you're shooting and they just stare at you. They do nothing. They just stare in the light. And I got the sense that the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to be like stunned mullets. He doesn't want us to be like possums in the, in, the, in the headlight, that he's got our attention and then we just sit there sort of staring into the light, hoping it's all going to be okay. But he actually wants us to do something. He actually wants us to be active. He wants us to be alive and moving in our faith. And tonight I, I believe passionately that he is going to speak to some individuals about that, about what the future could look like. For others, he's going to remind us of something that perhaps we've sensed or committed to in the past. And maybe for others tonight, he'll start a journey. And I don't want to be that long, but I'm really believing that God is going to drop something into your spirit tonight for the future. When I was a, a, a little kid, I had this um, desire, I suppose. I often thought of what it would be like to be a missionary. I suppose I could have thought about all sorts of things, but I can remember thinking about what it would be like to be a missionary. I remember one day my auntie asked me what I wanted to do, and she, I said, you know, I think I'd quite like to be a missionary. She, her response was, you need to get a real job. But I, I used to dream a little bit about what I could do for God. I used to dream about some of the things that perhaps he could use me to do in the future. And um, I liked aeroplanes, and I used to dream about what would it be like if you were with, I think, um, Mission Aviation Fellowship, MAF is it called, and they, they fly in different things, you know? And I thought, imagine being a, a, a missionary pilot for God. All sorts of things you could do with your life. I wonder what you used to dream of when you were a little kid, of what the future might look like, of perhaps how life would unfold. When you were little, did you ever have enough of a relationship or of a knowledge with, of God at that point to ask the question, God, what would you like me to do in the future, or what could the future look like in you? come up with all sorts of dreams and schemes. I remember as a teenager, for me, it was all about motorbikes. I could be a world champion for Jesus. Now, later I've worked out that my motives weren't pure. But at the time, I thought, man, I could be, I could be a world champion for Jesus. Imagine the, the influence you could have around the world if you were really, really successful for something. And you could do that for God. You could do that with God, on behalf of God. And then later in my teens, in my early 20s, I used to dream about <coughs> various business ideas and business thoughts and thought, how could I make an incredible impact as I go forward? I wonder what God could have for me if I, if I just pursued him, what that may look like. And I had all sorts of dreams and schemes. Of course, it was only potential. It was only passion. There was not a whole lot happening at that point of time. But nonetheless... They were dreams. And I wonder what you dream about. If you were to sit here just tonight and open your heart, and I pray that you will open your heart to God, and you will start to dream about what your life could look like as you walk it with your Creator. What crazy things could you get up to 
in your lifetime with God, for God, on behalf of God. I wonder who's sitting in this room tonight. I wonder what crazy idea God's planted in your heart or in your mind that's just almost pushed down perhaps. But for some reason you've just allowed it to sit there and you do absolutely nothing with it. You could say that's a stunned mullet, couldn't you? You've been caught in the gaze of God. You know something of what he wants to do with your life but you're doing nothing. I tried all different things. I left school and I did my apprenticeship and hated just about every moment of that, but I tried it at least, got qualified, went on from there. I uh, had an insurance agency and, and thought, I had a friend who got really rich doing, uh, well, my parents did, selling insurance. I thought, I want that. You get really rich doing that. And, and, and I had my own agency and stuff, but I discovered very quickly that for me, cold calling was the worst possible thing I could put in front of myself. I hated it with a vengeance. So that wasn't going to go anywhere. Later, I had a business of my own and managed business and various things. And whilst I enjoyed these things and some of these things pulled the potential out of me, in my heart of hearts, I knew that actually none of these things I was investing into, none of these things I was trying to pursue were really what God was calling me to. I had a sneaky suspicion that God was calling me to church leadership. I wasn't 100% sure, but I had that sneaking suspicion. Well, Jan and I got married, and the future was looking rosy and all that kind of stuff, and we were in a church meeting in Christchurch, and there was a guest speaker in one day, and he was starting to preach and he looked out and he pointed at me the way I can remember it at least he pointed at me and he said Sheridan the call of God is on your life to lead churches he said I knew that the second I walked in the room before I had time to digest that I think Jan yelled out he's got the wrong wife but he quickly assured her that wasn't the case I had the right wife and that God had a plan for us both. But I had, this, I had this sneaking suspicion that that's what my future looked like. Funny enough, now, what do I do? I lead church. I don't think for a moment that I've arrived. I don't think for a moment that God has finished doing what he wants to do with me and where he wants to take me. But what I found was this, when I said to God, okay, I'll do it your way, I'll pursue what you've got for me, and that wasn't an easy process. You can ask Jan. I wrestled for a, a whole year. I really, really, really wrestled with what it would mean for us and for our family and everything else before I actually said, yes to God, you can do whatever you want to do with me. But So I feel in no way that I've arrived, but I do feel like I've dropped into a groove that I, was, that I am made for. And now when I think about doing other things, in life, I'm reasonably ambitious. Actually, all the time I come back to what I'm doing and I go, you know, I think this is what God's created me to do. And there's going to be a whole lot more than what I'm doing just now. But this is the groove he's got me in. So 
So when I'm looking at you tonight, I'm asking myself the question, I'm, I say, I wonder what God's got for you. I wonder what direction God wants to take you in. What groove does God want to drop you into? Maybe what's stirring deep in your heart that you perhaps haven't even told anybody about, but it just stirs in there. And you think, man, maybe there's something of God in this. Maybe, maybe that's the direction I need to set my life towards. When you close your eyes and you dream, what do you dream? If you could do anything with your life, what would you do? If you think God tonight says to you, Sheridan, well, he's not going to say that to you, is he? But whoever your name is, I think we'll go down this path. What do you think that path may be? Because the amount of potential in this room, when activated in faith, is phenomenal. What you could change in our society, in our nation, even in the nations of the world, with this many people who are passionate and have found their groove in God, is absolutely incredible. What could God do with your life if you let him? Very, very quiet tonight. Just as well I'm secure. <laughs> what could God do with your life if you let him? Can I ask you perhaps a harder question? Is your life going in a direction that you know in your heart of hearts is the direction it needs to be going in? Or are you settling for something that's less than what God would have for you. Now, I'm a strong believer that wherever you are today, God's probably got you there. I found that, like I said, I hated my apprenticeship, but I found I got stuck there, and I couldn't get out for a while. And I thought, oh, well, if I'm here, I'm here. I'm going to make the most of it. And it's funny how when you get your attitude right and your heart right, then everything else gets changed. And I was released into the stuff that I enjoyed more. But God waited until my heart was right and my attitude was right before he moved me on. What are you made for? What are you called to? Paul said this, Ephesians chapter 4, Therefore I, a prisoner, or therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. That's every single one of us. You have been called by God. He's just been waxing lyrical about the incredible plan of God before this point. And then he says this, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Why don't you look to the person next to you and say, he's talking to you. Yeah, that's what you means. He's talking to you. This isn't a verse that's just put there for me. It's there for you, because it says you. I learned the way um, 
it's written in the message, it says, in light of all of this, here's what I want you to do. When I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want you strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. He's got stuff for us to do, and he's calling us to do it. What does calling mean? Well, called. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to be involved. It's an invitation to accept responsibility. Um, and in particularly, particular, it's an invitation to relationship. That's the, the original meaning of the word that's used there. So in other words, God's giving you an invitation tonight to get involved with what he's doing. He's giving you an invitation tonight to connect with him relationally and get involved with what he's doing. So what's he doing that he wants you to be involved in? What's he doing that he needs? You see, he made you because he didn't have one of you and he really wanted you. So what's he doing where he's going, you know, I want you to be involved in this. In fact, I've created you and I've wired you uniquely for this purpose and for this reason. What is that? If he said to you tonight, Jono, I want you. What's he wired you for? Or Martin, what's he wired you for that you are uniquely wired for? Or Ashley, what's he wired you for that's unique to you and no one else? Or Alina, or Jan, or Wendy, or Ray, or Owen, or Alan, or Tina? Because he's wired you, he's made you, he's called you. He's saying, come on, I want you to live a life, lead a life that's worthy of your calling. For you have been called. That's an amazing thought when you think about that. So he made me, he wired me a certain way. Because actually he's got a groove for me to live in that's going to be effective for what he wants to achieve and is going to be incredibly satisfying for me. So I go back to the original question. If God called you today, if I were to ask you what God's call is on your world, if, if I were to ask you if you've got something going on in your heart that you think God's saying to you, how about this? What would that be? What would it be? Awesome. Let me show you this. Because I want to try and make it a little practical for you. So this is our, we call it our areas of influence. For Activate Church, we want to impact these 10 areas of society. And uh, how do we impact them? 
We impact them by wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. That's how we impact them. We can also do stuff corporately like we did today. Like we've got some ventures going. We have, you know, as a church, with Vision College and Train Me and, and different things that are impacting our society. That's on an educational level um, oh, and others. At, um, we do that corporately, but primarily the way that we're going to make the biggest impact in our world is by every person getting hold of what God has called them to and then stepping into that arena confidently, full of faith, living the life or leading the life worthy of being called and then applying ourselves in the area that God's called us to. So we've got 10 areas of influence that we really want to uh, impact our society, health and science, government, sports and recreation, education, media, social, arts and entertainment, family, commerce and law, worldview. I wonder if as that picture goes up, you can, something rings in a certain area for you, in your heart. I wonder if when you look at that, you go, you lean one direction. Don't worry about all the stuff in the middle, that's telling another story. Just look at the four on the, out, uh, the ten on the outside for now. wonder if you have a natural leaning there. Or if you were to ask the question right now even, God, how have you wired me? What area would you really like me to sow my life into? How have you equipped me or how would you like me to be equipped to make an impact? And in what area would that impact be? Because you're called. What your call looks like might be quite mysterious at the moment. But nonetheless, you are called by God. So tonight I see two invitations in front of us. Number one invitation is to be in relationship with the one who calls. Because that's where it all starts. The second invitation is to respond in our hearts to God, to his call for our lives. And maybe we can identify the area tonight. Because one of the things that really, really bugs me is that I could go to you tonight, I go, if you feel called by God or you sense a call by, that God's called you into a certain area and I worded that right and pushed it for a bit, probably 85% of you would stand to your feet and say, yep, yep, that's me. But then the problem is that's where it stops. I don't know how, over years how many people I've talked to who says, God's called me to this or God's called me to that, but they don't do anything with it. They go, yeah, yeah, I sense the call of God. For me, the sense of God, uh, call that God wanted me to do what I'm doing meant that Jan and I had to go off to college and get trained. It means that essentially for us to do what God's asking us to do, our life is, is whilst we, we work and we apply ourselves like here, like we're going to be for, here forever, if God said to us next week, very clearly, Sheridan and Jan, it's time to go, we'd be gone. 
no questions asked. That's what it means for us to do what we do. That's this, this dance we take before God. Well, it's, it's about you. It's not about us. We do what you're asking us to do, where you're asking us to do, when you're asking us to do it. But we had to take action. We needed to serve. And we served in the local church. We did everything between us for years and years and years and years, not for any reason other than to be obedient and get trained in what God was calling us to. My point is you've got to take some action. There's no point saying, I think God's calling me to brain surgery and then not going to medical school. Because if you're going to be a brain surgeon, you've got to go to medical school. So you've got to take some action at some point to line up your life with the call of God. That makes sense, eh? Yeah? Yep, cool. Very good. But the first invitation is to get into relationship with the one who calls us. Is to walk with the one who calls us. Monique did a great job around communion there explaining Jesus Christ who came, who died on a cross for us so that we can have relationship with God. The Bible tells us, and Jesus told us, in John 14, he said, the only way to the Father is through him. The only way is through relationship with him. So tonight, if you're in this room and you're not walking in close relationship with God, that is the place to start. The place to start is to get on the same page with Jesus is to accept his invitation to walk through this life with him. That's where we start. We start the journey. I'd like to tell you tonight that that journey will be a bed of roses, but it simply won't be. In fact, it could be quite difficult, but I guarantee you won't regret it. It'll be the greatest journey that you've ever been on. It'll be the greatest adventure that one could ever hope to go on. Because your best life is a life lived with Jesus Christ. In just a moment, I'm going to give you an invitation and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and you'll be responding to God, not to me. But I want to acknowledge you all the same. And I'm going to ask you to lift your hand for two reasons. One is that you're currently not walking with Jesus Christ and tonight you're saying, you know, I want to start that journey. The other is that you've walked with Jesus and for whatever reason, you've stepped back from him. You're not close. You're not. You wouldn't even say you're walking with him now. But tonight you're going, you know, I want to step back into that place with him. I want to step into that place again of close relationship with him. So tonight if you're saying, Jesus, I want to start a journey with you for the very first time. Or tonight, if you're saying, Jesus, I want to step back into that place of relationship with you. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and acknowledge me. Can I ask you to bow your heads for a moment to give the person on your left or right privacy? Father, I ask tonight that you would release courage in this place. Father, courage... Firstly, to be honest with you and honest with ourselves. And then courage to respond accordingly.
Lord, tonight people would step into relationship with you. That people would step back into that place of relationship and intimacy with you. And I ask that people would respond as you draw them tonight. In Jesus' name. You know, if the Holy Spirit's talking to you, probably your heart's pumping, your hands could well be sweating. It just seems to be what happens when he talks to us, when he's prompting us. Tonight, I invite you to respond to him. If you need to, if you know you need to and you want to, could you lift your hand now so I can see it, so I can acknowledge you? Thanks, man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's great. seen two people lift their hands so far. Can you make sure you catch my eye? Thank you. That's fantastic. Three, four. Let's wait a couple more seconds. I've seen four people lift their hands so far. Fantastic. Four people responding to Jesus tonight. You know, the Bible tells me that the angels celebrate when one person gets right with Christ. Tonight, four people have lifted their hands. And so can we give them the biggest clap, the biggest celebration? That is fantastic. If you responded tonight, can you make sure you see myself at the end? or uh, one of the leaders, or if you go to this table that's down the back there with the white bags on it, somebody will help you. We'd love to do anything we can to help you walk forward with Christ. What I'd like to do now as we finish is I, I want to get really practical for a minute. Because we could just be stunned mullets and do absolutely nothing and go, oh, that's good. I sense God's calling me or he's stirring me in a certain direction, but that's great, and then we just leave, and that's it, that's all we think about it, or else we could take a little action now, and I'm choosing to take action. What I'd like us to do, can I bring the screen back down again? Sorry, guys. What I'd like us to do is to stand in the area, and I'll, I'll tell you how to do this in a minute, so don't panic. Stand in the area where we believe or possibly feel stirred that God is calling us. And so there'll be some big groups, there'll be some small groups, that's all right. And I'm going to ask a leader to come and stand with you and pray with you as a group. And, you know, if you get prophetic in the group, that's all cool, go for your lives. But I really believe by standing, we can actually pray that God would stir us and we can look at each other's eyes and there's a little bit of accountability that we will step into the next step of doing something about it. To me, tonight would be a great success if I heard sometime in the future that someone had gone home, gone online and signed up for a uni course or a vision college course. Or if someone had gone home tonight and decided that, you know, 
they were heading this way, but they really, really sensed God is calling them this way. So they make the decision in their heart to start to swing their life into the direction they believe God's calling them to. To me, that would be a fantastic outcome. So what I'd like you to do, if the, I think I've, hopefully I've got 10 leaders. If you guys want to come down the front, guys and girls. If there's more than 10, that's fine. You can just pair up. Okay. Pretty good. So who should we start with? Dan. You can be health and science. If you think... Is what? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like Dan at all. Is there anyone else that's more inclined to health and science than Dan? Oh, Wendy works in the medical. Wendy's, Wendy's health and science. So if you have a desire or a passion or you think God is stirring you in the future to be involved in the area of health or science, why don't you stand up on your feet right where you are? Come on, don't be shy. We're all going to do this. By the time I've finished, everyone's going to stand up, okay? So you just... Great. Fantastic. That is awesome. Why don't you guys come out of your seat? Wendy, just go down and stay straight down the back there. Just go and stand with Wendy down the back there. That's brilliant. Okay, government. Anyone want to put their hand up? Ray, you, you're a government-looking dude. Does any, anyone want anyone feel that stirring or that desire to be in local government, national government in the future? If you do, stand up on your feet. Might be a small group, but my goodness, we need Christian politicians. Jackson, good on you, buddy. Come down here. You, or you go over to Jackson. Brilliant. If anyone else feels the government thing, go over that way with Pastor Ray. Recreation, sport and recreation. This is all the future, all blacks and silver ferns and all those kind of things. Yep. Oh, Muller, you like sports, don't you? Okay, go over in this corner. Great. Go over here if you're interested in those, that sort of stuff. Brilliant. Education. Edu Nicole, education, brilliant. Stand up if education's your thing for the future. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great. Come and join. Where shall we go, Nicole? Let's, okay, over in this corner. That's great. What about media and technology? I think I think you look like that kind of guy, Jared. <laughs> media and technology. If you've got a passion for media or technology, so that's sort of IT, it's TV, it's internet, it's all that kind of stuff, radio, all that stuff, how about going down the back door there with Jared, under the extra sign. There's a lot of you still sitting down. Believe me, the last one's going to be with me, you don't want to be in that group. Social. Social workers. Melina? Great. So people with interest, social, society, all those kind of things. Jump up on your feet. Brilliant. 
great. Melina, why don't you go over that way, just sort of in between the two rises there, this group of people. Brilliant. That's great. Arts and entertainment. Any entertainers, actors, artists, musicians, all those kind of ones. Brilliant. How about you guys come down the front here with Owen? Oh, there's a lot of you. That's good. Okay. What about family? Family. Okay. Family. So that could be, you know, you want to do something that's going to help families or you've got, you've got a real desire to train families. It could be that you've got a real passion that you're going to be the best mum or dad this planet's ever seen and you're going to apply yourself to that fully. Family. If you've got a real desire for the family, go with Ashley. Go right down here. Brilliant. Here they come. That's great. Right, commerce and law. Alan can be the commerce and law guy. So this is business. If you've got a desire for business, for law, for... How about you guys go over in the back corner? Would be great. You might want to turn the house lights up a little just so people can see where they're heading. Right, worldview. If you sense the call of God on your life to be a pastor, to be a missionary, to work in a church in any capacity, why don't you jump up on your feet? Oh, there's a few of you there. Look at that, eh? Suckers. No, come on. <laughs> come and stand with Dan. Down here. So I'm going to assume if you're still sitting down, it's probably because you don't really know, and that's okay. And if you don't really know, and you're willing to say, look, I really don't know, or I haven't figured it out yet, I would love it if you stood right in the middle, and I'm going to come and pray with you guys, just because I would really like God to start to shine his light on some stuff for you, and he will do that when we ask. But if you really don't want to move at all, that's okay as well. So what I'd like to happen, so if that's you and you need to stand in the middle, stand there so I know I'm going to come there, otherwise I won't. What I would like you to do in your group is I would like you to pray together into the future. Some of your groups are quite big. But I'd like you to start to pray together as a group into the future and ask God to release ideas and thoughts not only that, but he would release a solid conviction in your heart that this is the direction that he wants you to go. Now, if you don't get that solid conviction and it looks different, that's cool, isn't it? Life's a journey. You're not at a destination. You're on a journey. So you could be where you are today, and in 12 months' time, he may speak to you really clearly and say, you know, this is what I've got for you. That's cool. Go with the flow. But start to ask God that he would form a conviction in your heart and then that you would have courage to act on the conviction that he formed. And what I'd like you to do after you've prayed, if there's anything prophetic in the group, be able to prophesy, whatever, and um, God uses you that way, that's cool. 
move that way. But then as you finish praying, I would like you to go around the group and each person to name one thing that you could do to move forward in this area. Go back to Sun Mullets right at the very start. Do nothing. God actually wants us to do something. So I'd like you to name one thing, one practical thing that you could do that would start to move you forward in this whole area. Is that okay? Go to it. Yeah, don't be shy. Just just go for it.
Okay. We'll finish up in your groups. Hopefully you've all shared. Oh, Armin's got a great, nice big group there. Feel free to keep sharing if you like. somebody, grab one, two, three, five, ten, twenty people and go and hang. If you feel like um, buying dinner for twenty people, then do it. If you want to buy dinner for one person, then do it and have a fantastic evening of supper. I hear they have uh, good hot chips at um, Ruby's, is it up the road there? Yeah, yeah, those hot chips, they were good the other week. So God, I thank you for what you've done in people's lives here tonight. I thank you for every person that has stepped out and responded to you, God. And God, I thank you that you go with us in our week. I thank you for your continued strength, for your boldness, for the courage that you place in us. Help us to be purposed in our week as we step out with you, God. I declare your blessing and your protection upon every person, every home represented in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for the givers. I thank you, God, uh, that as we give to you, that you would pour back, that you would uh, overflow, I, I declare, in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that you uh, not only meet our needs, but that you overflow so that we can be a blessing to others. So I pray that you would bless every person as we give in Jesus' name. Amen. So please be purposed in your giving as you leave. Yeah, give it up for God. Some great, great things taking place in lives tonight and during today. Have an amazing, amazing week. God bless.